Today's guest is Michael Lant, a blue-eyed soul artist based out of Phoenix, Arizona. As a full-time performer, Michael has had the opportunity to open for Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, perform the national anthem at MLB and NBA games, and book over 250 shows a year, ranging from original shows to weddings, resorts, corporate events, and private parties. Michael's passion for singing has motivated him to create the Michael Land Singing Program, a comprehensive guide to finding your best voice. I'm super excited about today's episode. Michael and I talked about this for quite some time, and we finally were able to get our calendars aligned. He came on. We had a great show. We started from the beginning and how he learned how to sing and perform all the way up to what he's doing today, and we'll dig a little deeper into his singing program, but for now, Sit back for a moment and listen to a small snippet of one of Michael's songs. Let me hear you say, do, do, do what you want, be who you are. You're gonna go far. Oh, open your mind and dream anything. If you wanna sing this, sing. Just be who you Hey, welcome to the Joe Costello Show. I'm really excited today to have a special guest, my buddy and a super talented singer-songwriter, guitarist, Michael Land, uh, who lives here in Phoenix. And uh, welcome, man. Really glad up, to have you up? here. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm honored to be on the on first show, man. Yeah, finally we get to honest, do this. Yeah. I know, we've been talking about it a long time. Man, we've talked a lot of, about a lot of things for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we finally, yeah. We're getting stuff done. We're not letting anything get in our way. Come on, let's do this. Yeah. All right. So um, what I wanted to do is literally like start from the beginning. So I want you to take me back to the beginning and give the listeners uh, an idea on how this all started for you. Uh, you know, you can start with what, you know, what was your first instrument or maybe you started singing. You didn't even have a first instrument. Um, but I just want to start, you know, give at least the foundation of where all this began. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And I, I need to take just a couple of seconds to just, first of all, tell you thank you for your friendship and what you've meant to me uh, and my family, man. You know, uh, you've really helped uh, be a catalyst for me in Phoenix, you know, and providing a lot of valuable income and opportunities and relationships um, and just and have been a great friend on this journey uh, for me. And I just wanted to throw you some love and respect and tell you how much I appreciate you and uh, just what a joy it's been to to work with you, man. And, and, and I say that because I think a lot of artists, a lot of musicians feel like we have to do it all on our own. And we kind of get a little yeah. bit like, you know, I've got to I've got to, you know, be super successful just on my own and be, you know, Mr. Independent and Mrs. Independent, you know, or whatever that mentality but uh man you've really given me hope that uh i can build a team and uh, and it takes a team to to make dreams come true and uh anyway i just i don't want to get too long-winded with that bro but i, I don't have <laughs> enough love for you man I, I really do you know I, I can't i can't tell you enough how much i appreciate you but uh anyway man i'll start I appreciate that you can't just say that and then not let me thank you no i appreciate <laughs> it thank you 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 bet man you bet it's, it's important uh to lay that foundation uh but I, as far as musically goes, man, I, I sang my first solo when I was seven years old. Uh, you know, I grew up in church. And uh, when I was seven years old, I sang a solo in church in front of this little church in a little town called Anahuac, Texas, in southern Texas. And, uh, man, talk about backwoods, man, country. They're like the alligator capital of Texas, and they're really proud of it, man. There's only a couple thousand people in this town. <laughs> but, uh, grew up there, and I just started singing, uh, singing at church. And then when I was about 11 or 12, I got a leading role. Uh, in a community play, uh, community musical, Oliver Twist. And I was Oliver, man, and it was a big deal. Um, and it was a good experience, man. I, you know, I remember the lady that was the, the director, uh, I was singing through my parts, and, uh, and I was in front of everybody, and, and, uh, and she said, no, young man, you need to sing from right here. And she punched me in the gut. And it, was, it wasn't a hard punch, but it was, I wasn't ready for it, man. And it hit my stomach. And then... I continued to try to sing, you know, and I was like half crying and I'm saying, <laughs> I'm like singing, but like, <clears throat> but it was like, 
the real world of, hey, if you're going to perform, you got to do it with confidence. You got to belt it out, you know, and I'll never forget that. And it really was a gift because, you know, uh, those three nights, you know, me coming out at the end and taking a bow and people the standing ovation and and be like, wow, man, I just did what I loved and people liked it. You know, like it was it was crazy. It was crazy for yeah. me. So so that was a little taste of like, man, I think I want to do this the rest of my life, even though I probably really wasn't thinking that. It just felt good. It felt right. And it was natural. It was authentic. And then I started writing music when I was 14. Um, wow. And I remember it hitting me kind of like a wave. Uh, in, and I didn't know how to write music. And I didn't have a way to record my music. So I would just put little hash marks I guess similar to music notes, na, 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 you know, as I'm, whatever I was singing, I would like do hash marks up if it was going higher, hash marks down, you know, so I would try to remember the melodies of these songs. And I remember writing in a notepad in my little bedroom, you know, uh, make, making music at 14. And, uh, and, you know, and that just, I kept doing that, kept writing music and growing up in church. It's interesting because Ryan Tedder with One Republic, uh, we have a little similar background and that we both grew up singing music in church and I agree with what he says he says that that you know when you grow up writing church music you learn how to write a hook because by the t- second time the chorus hits you want everybody singing along with you you know it's because it's congregational yeah. yeah yeah and so and so you want to write something that's that's catchy that's singable you know and simple and uh, so he he you know, he'll tell anybody, he learned how to write hooks, you know, writing church music. And that's really where I started and, and how all this began for me, too. Um, and then, you know, moved into college and I was always on stage and, and um, uh, couldn't get away from singing, man. You know, that's this is the big, big part of what I do. Uh, um, and that led to, let me see, man, it's been a few years, brother. I'm trying to trying to get back here. <laughs> the beginning too young it, to lose your memory, yeah, man. <laughs> Knock the dust off some some of these years, but uh, no, I I met my wife in college. Uh, when, well, when we, did you pick up the guitar? Okay, so that was that was in late high school. I started messing okay. around with it. I actually quit guitar lessons at fourteen. My parents were paying for it, and they bought me okay. a little hundred dollar guitar. And I kicked myself because of it because I know I'd be a lot better. Uh, you know, but, you know, I was, I was active, man. I was singing all the time. I was on stage and, and right. doing a lot of stuff. And, um, and so I kind of put it down and picked it back up in college. And what motivated me to, to, to keep playing guitar was because I wanted to accompany myself as a singer, right. you know, so it's always been the singing that's kind of driven everything, yeah. everything I've done. And, uh, and so from there, you know, my wife and I got married in college. Uh, I worked for a church. Um, and you know, I was on staff at a church doing music and doing some teaching and, and, uh, it's what I went to school for. And then I got a, an opportunity to audition for a group called new song. And this was a really big, uh, contemporary Christian group. They've been around about 25 years. And uh, a cousin of mine, uh, had been doing the lighting for them while they were on tour. And he said, Hey man, they got an opening. And so I, I, you know, we were in Missouri at the time. My wife and I drove with our, our little baby. We had, we had one kid. We have five now. You can see the picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, we collected a few kids along the way, and they got bigger. Uh, but but anyway, so we drove to Nashville, man, and I auditioned for this group called New Song, and they said we want you on tour. And so I literally, they did these big tours, and they still do them. They're called Winter Jam Tour. And they take about ten artists, and they charge a really cheap uh, door fee, so people get in for cheap, and they see all these big artists. Um, and, and they're in these arenas. So literally my first concert in, in the real music industry was in front of 8,500 people. I wow. stepped in and uh, you know, I, cause they had a couple of lead singers. And so I stepped right in and I literally, the words to this song that I was singing that I had a solo for was on the monitor. And I could see my face on the Megatron screen. <laughs> I was so nervous, man. I just got thrown right into the fire and it was a tour bus. It was on tour. It was the, I think the Bilo center in uh, somewhere in South Carolina. But yeah, I just remember there being over 8,000 people there like, Whoa, here we go, man. man. And so I was on tour away from home two three weeks at a time. I did that for about six months and that was cool. There was like radio interviews, uh, I sang background vocals on the next album. Uh, they had plans to put me on the album, but at about the six month mark, being away from my family two, three weeks at a time, 
I wasn't ready for the road, man. And so you uh-huh. know, we had baby, baby number two coming. And so I decided to get off the road and I auditioned for a 50 show in Branson, Missouri, the little town in Missouri. And they've got about a hundred plus uh, live shows that they do and uh, kind of a tourism spot for the Midwest. And I was able it's, to, isn't it, the, isn't it like the Vegas of the South or something like that? It, it, it kind of is, man. It's, I it's mean, like, I think my yeah, parents man. vacationed there. Oh yeah, man. They, had, yeah, yeah. they have a yeah. lot of stuff going on. They got a big theme park called silver dollar city. And, and uh, so it's a pretty, pretty big deal, man. So for the next four years, I was able to sing fifties music for a living with a live band behind me and, uh, and see my family at night, you know, and do music, you know? So I was a professional, Singer, singer, dancer. I actually had to get my dance on, bro. <laughs> I had never, I had I'll, never danced. I'll pay. I'll pay to see those bro, clips. <laughs> I had never, I had never danced in my life, man. I was just a little church boy, man. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the most that I did was like in, in a church choir, maybe a little little step touch or a little sway. Oh dude, I had to, I had to learn how to dance and throw these girls. And I'm literally flipping girls behind my back. Oh and, my gosh! Doing all those, you know, all those those tricks and. But but once I got it, man, I you know I was obviously the most improved dancer. By the time show number one hit, like I had done like hours of dancing in the kitchen <laughs> to get ready because I like I wanted to be able to sing and and do this for a living because it was just cool, man. It was, you know it was awesome and and uh, so I got it and then I felt like you know Gene Gene Kelly or or Fred Astaire, nice. you know, like yeah. these guys that did all the musicals. It yeah. felt great and uh, what ended up being a really great experience and. Did that for four years, man. And then the economy crashed in, in 08, 09, and they shut down all the shows. Yeah. And, um, or a lot of them. And so I was like, well, you know, we had four kids and baby number five was on the way. And we literally wow. sold, sold everything we had. <clears throat> I borrowed my brother-in-law's pop-up camper and we drove to Nashville to pursue the dream. And, uh, and we lived in camper and lived with friends and... <laughs> And, you know, I worked three different jobs and gigged at night. And uh, I mean, I, you know, I was singing demos for producers, you know, for, for songwriters and just doing everything that I could and trying to write with people. And, and uh, I was a valet Parker. I was uh, stocking groceries. Um, you know, I was trying to sell insurance. I was like, I was doing everything, you know, I possibly could. And, um, and so we were, we were there for a couple of years. Um, and, uh, and, Found well, let me ask you thought. this, because this yeah, is important. Yeah, go ahead, at, at, at this stage, this is an important question for me to ask you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you said you were there to kind of go after the dream, right? The yeah. quote dream that way, air quotes, right? right? If for right. anybody listening to this audio-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that does come with touring. So the fact that you had four kids, one on the way, and you had already realized that the touring life wasn't for you, what did you think, how did you think you were going to maneuver around not having to tour if you got picked up by a record label or whatever? Right. Well, I think at that point, um, I was just hoping to build the right relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, being in Nashville and being a singer and songwriter, you know, I was open that, uh, excuse me, I was open that if, if it could be, uh, man, if it could be through the songwriting world, cool. You know, um, yeah. maybe, maybe it would open up that way. I could get a publishing deal or something. Um, but I was just more, uh, more concerned about proximity, being around other musicians and other opportunities. Um, and yeah, I had learned from the new song experience of being on tour, uh, um, and had learned a lot from, from getting to do a show like that at Branson. But the hunger to write music, because I was actually starting a gig. I, I didn't mention that, but when I, you know, I played my first gig as a singer-songwriter while I was in Branson, you know, it was at like a coffee shop. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and so that's when I started gigging, you know, as, a, as an artist myself. And that's what really motivated to go ahead and move to the Nashville area. Um, but yeah, it really wasn't in my mind. Um, we were just taking it as it, as it came in, in, in a lot of ways, you know. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. But there's no doubt that um, having a family, um, being married, being committed to these things, you know, have always played a big part 
in everything. I'm even, you know, even having a wife that's willing to pick up and move cross country like that mm-hmm. with, yeah. with all these kids, man, you know, it says a lot about my wife and, and she's really is a lot more entrepreneurial and driven her just naturally uh, than uh-huh. me and uh, been a big driving force. But yeah, I think we were just taking it as it, as it came, bro. I really, really do. So, because it was one of the questions that I had um, was about, I remember you and I having a conversation about you moving a lot. And I think yeah. just based on the fact of what you just explained, you've sort of answered that question. It was about following the dream and and having to go to where you thought the opportunities would exist. And obviously, going from Branson to someplace like Nashville was an obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah, big time, I think, influenced by the idea of like, we need to make the right connections and I need to get around some people um, that are doing this on the on the scale that I want to do it on, you know, right. a bigger, bigger right. scale. And, and, uh, and, and it's really been about authenticity, too, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for my wife and I. And that's even even today is even bigger than ever. Um, but uh, but yeah, it really was. It, it was a driving force for sure with all, with all these moves. Right. Okay. And then, so when did you get to Phoenix? When did you, yeah. so was it when things, yeah. So tell me yeah, when yeah. that so, happened. So I'll, so I'll make some quick, I'll make some quick jumps. Uh, we okay. stayed in Nashville a couple of years. My father-in-law and mother-in-law came down to visit us and um, they, they were in Alaska at the time. My, that's my, my wife was born and she's got a lot of family there and he was doing construction work. He's a plumber. And, uh, uh, I found out what they were making at a lot of these government jobs. And I said, wow, you know, we were like, man, I could work for him for about a year and we could pay off a lot of debt and, and, and then maybe move somewhere where we could plant some roots forever. And so, so we did that, man. I, I love Nashville, but I really wanted, I needed to make more money. I needed to, to do some things for my family. So we moved from Nashville to Alaska and we in Alaska for one year, bro. I mean, it's, it's a big jumps, man. And uh, our our youngest was one. Uh, matter of fact, the week we moved there, he learned to walk. Toby, our youngest. Wow. Um, so anyway, we I, I worked for a year, and uh, you know I was in crawl spaces and you know had a wrench in my hand and and working you know bu- building uh, medical clinics you know and and some of these. Eskimo villages and it was a great experience. There's only so much singing you can do in a crawl space, my friend. <laughs> at some point, I was like, "My God, man, I've got to sing again, man!" Right, and, exactly. Uh, and so, and so at that point, I was open to anything. And and I re- honestly, I didn't think I'd be back. I'd go back to church work. Even that's kind of where I started. But I I was looking online, and there was a church in Scottsdale that that had a music director position, and. Uh, and they were looking for somebody that was a little soulful. And I was like, all right. You know, some of the description was kind of describing me. And, and, and that's, you know, they paid for our move. They flew us down as an entire family. And uh, I, I don't know how we would have got all the way down to Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix area, had they not helped us out. And so that was such a blessing. And I, we literally went from icy, cold, dark Alaska to sunny Scottsdale, uh, the pastor I was working for, he was the, the chaplain for the Phoenix Suns. So I'm literally, I got my guitar, I'm walking into the Suns arena, like I'm singing for the NBA guys. And like, you know, I'm like, what is this, man? <laughs> like out of nowhere, going from a crawl space to, to singing again uh, was really cool. And I did that for about four years. And then I stepped down five years ago uh, to sing for everybody, you know, to, to yep. really keep pursuing the artist. And that's, of course, how I got to know you and, and the relationships. And that's, that's where we end up, you know, where we are today. Uh, but that was about nine years ago since we moved Yeah, and I, and I think when you stepped down from the church, it's pretty much right when I met you, I think. Yeah, I think it was Because we had to... a conversation about how you were going to just go a little bit more mainstream and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's cool. So, so I journey. guess the... I guess the uh, the takeaway from where we are in the conversation right now is that your your wife's a good woman. She actually just <laughs> wherever wherever your world took you, she she's like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Hey, I, I love giving her credit, bro. I love you know getting back That's, to her because because again, you know I I'm a little more compliant. Hey, tell me what to do, and she's more create something to do. You know, like yeah. she's she's been more driven like that. And every time I get discouraged. Um, she kind of just says, 
go sing, you know? And yeah. sure enough, I come home and I'm like, man, I love what I do. You know, like this is, I'm supposed to do this. And, and, um, yeah. And so, and we still almost every day, man, we have conversations about what are we creating? What's, you know, I had a, a good business friend of mine say, what's, what's your lowest hanging fruit? What, what is it that you can take and mm-hmm. you can monetize? And, um, and that's always been my voice. And, and, uh, we're, we're having a lot of, a lot of conversations right now, man, cause we've got a lot of time on our hands, yeah. uh, to work on this stuff. But yeah, yeah, she's, she's amazing, man. I'm really thankful. It really takes a team and she's been, she's been my team all the way through, bro. And I, we no, counted, I get it. We counted man, 19 moves, man. I'm not kidding. We've been married 18 years. A lot of that was moving from one house to the next. We were buying houses right. for a little bit before the economy hit. And, and, uh, but you know, three of those were major cross country moves and, and, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know she's a good one. I know she's tough too, because I think I'm the nicest guy in the world. And she was like, I don't know. Are you sure you want to, you want to do the whole thing with <laughs> Joe and on stage? <laughs> oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Man. I know we're still in the in the we're still dating at this point. Oh no, no, we're we're all we're all in, man. We're all in. Okay, she just okay. she she just said, you know, just don't sign anything. You know, right. you, you promised right. me you're not going to sign anything. I was like, hey, right. you know, a handshake a handshake is as good with Joe yep. because of our relationship as anything. You know, yep. and uh, and so we we know, you know, we know we know what's up. You know, and, and uh, so yeah, so that's. That's been good, man. It's been a good trust building experience, and and, uh, and it's everything we have done has lined up with our goals. You know, good, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, I'm happy. It, it makes me happy too. So, um, <laughs> so if we if I go to one of my questions here, it was about when did you make the leap to full time musician? So would have that been when you left being the musical director at the church? Yeah, I, I would say so when I, when I really, uh, started getting more focused about, um, a business plan, you know, yeah. and again, a lot of that is still, I still struggle with some of that. And, and I let my emotions get involved too much rather than really mm-hmm. stay focused on the business side, you know, but, but it really, yeah, it was five years <clears throat> ago when, uh, I kind of stripped away everything that was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though it was great, and was thankful, you know, that that gave me a foundation in Phoenix to have a job like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it was time, time to grow so up. around 2015, you're saying, is yep. when you went. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so this is, this is an important question, and you and I talked about this before. Um, and I think this is going to be super helpful for anybody that listens to this. Um, is what do you attribute to the current success that you are having and I, mean, I know what it is based on all the entertainers that I get to see and yeah. deal with and how they respond and, and all of that. But I kind of want to hear your, I don't want to be the, the person that dictates what yeah. I think makes it, uh, you know, you're, you're doing it, you know, you're yeah. over 250 shows a year. Right. So you're doing right. it. So what do you, you know, your opinion uh, as, as a performer, as opposed to me as like the booking agent guy. Yeah, well, I, I think it's uh, it's so funny, man. I just I just thought of it. It's three things, uh, but it's actually a, an acronym: CAR, C A R, consistency, attitude, and relationships. You know what yep. car? What car are you going to drive? You know, I'm literally just thinking this. Is that's, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> my, my car has been C: consistency, attitude, and relationships. And obviously, I know I have talent. I love to sing. I've been told that all of my life. Um, so at this point in my career, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to decide or, or figure out if I'm talented at this or not. You know, so that's the, the talent has already been established and was when I was young. But but it's the C.A.R. It's the, it's uh, this is the, the vehicle that I'm driving is consistency, attitude and relationships. Hands down. You know what? I wish you could add an extra R to that because okay. this I would say responsiveness. Yeah. Is that to me? it's literally the most pain that I get okay. on my side. It's just like, Hey, I have a gig. Can you let me know if you can do it or not? Yeah. And and that's just crickets for the longest. It's like, yeah, I'm handing you work. I just need to know if you can do it. And right. Yeah. You and I are just back and forth, you know, when, when stuff 
when we need yeah. to work on stuff, it just boom, 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 we get it done and we're on, you know? Yeah. Well, it is, it, it could be another R or it could be under that consistency. That's a part yeah. of the consistency yeah. that you have to bring is you have to be consistently in communication with yep. whoever you're working with. And, uh, and, and when you get to our level where we're working at these, these really high end events with massive clients, you know, that are, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're big names on the stock market. You know, it's like some of these companies that we're working with. So it's like, yeah. you know, you have to be communicating. You got to be consistent. Um, yep. So I, I totally get it, man. It's a good point. Well, cool. Um, so here, sir, so this is the opposite side of it because we, we talked about what, what has made you successful and what we both agree on. But what do you think causes so many musicians to fall short on being able to sustain themselves as a working musician? Um, I think I, I would probably start with expectation. Um, having an expectation that it's supposed to look a certain way. Uh, if all you do is compare yourself to an artist on the radio um, and, and there's a little bit of, a, uh, of an artist ego, uh, you know, or entitlement, uh, then that, I think that keeps a lot of people from, from really, uh, breaking through it. And, and I'll give you an example, if you don't mind, uh, oh. I, I, I'll, I'll expound on that. Um, during this last five years, cause I've always been struggling, man, who am I as an artist? You know, mm -hmm. I could go all these different stylistically go these different ways. And even in my song list, I've got, you know, uh, from, Frank Sinatra to Otis Redding to uh, Maroon 5 to Tom Petty. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you have to, you know, ha be flexible with who you have on your song list. But, like, I, I can go a lot of different directions. But whenever I put my – the expectations of what I was expecting everybody uh, to make me into or, or you know, the, the success – I was expecting to have when I put that on the shelf and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to sing and mm -hmm. I'm going to give my gift to this community, um, the very best of my ability and, and just started going for it. Just started saying yes to everything initially, um, and getting out there. Then you really do, you, you know what you like and don't like and what works and don't work. I'm not a real heavy dance band kind of guy. You know, I work real well in the corporate and, um, you know, the resort setting, um, you know, because I can, if I need to soften, I can, if I need to bring a little energy, I can do that for sure. But, you know, you learn these things along the way, but man, when I put the artist ego on the shelf, um, and I just started saying yes to the things right in front of me, it opened doors and opened up an, a door so big. It blew my mind because I have a friend that knows Rob Thomas and, um, and you know, this whole story, Joe, but uh, a few months ago, I opened for Rob Thomas in Tucson in front of over 3000 yeah. people. And that yeah. was completely out of the blue. I had no idea that my buddy knew him and his management. And when they were looking for a local Arizona artist, he thought of me, gave them my website. When they saw that I was busy, that I was working, you know, and I was doing my thing and, and the website looked good. Everything, you know, was there. They asked me, you know, and I don't know if I drew anybody, you know, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like my draws in Phoenix, I, I don't have much in Tucson, but he didn't need anybody. It was a packed house anyway. You know, it right. was just clearly random and just like, I felt like a little blessing, man, that I got the opportunity. And, and again, confirmation that, you know what, just do what you do and, and opportunity, the doors will open, but you have to be willing to put that expectation on the shelf and the artist ego and just put the nose to the grind and, and go for it. Yeah. You know, now, now there's nothing wrong with having goals. You know, I've got some artist goals, but, but that attitude of entitlement and artist ego and the expectation of what success is supposed to look like. When you put that on the shelf, man, it, it, to me, that's opened, opened a big door for me. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think it actually comes back full circle to you talking about being authentic. You stay yeah. authentic to yourself and, and doors open up and you don't have to worry about all those other things. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. cool. Yeah. So um, I, I did have the whole Rob Thomas thing on here, but you just just stole the whole question from me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's cool. The, you, no, the I, time, it was per, it was perfect yeah, how yeah, yeah. you segued you into it. It's like it, it felt like it had flow. So I went with it. Yeah. Man. I yeah felt, you know. I said, OK, this, this is kind of flowing. I'm going to I'm going to roll with it. 
Yeah, no, it was perfect. Um, I wanted to uh, find about find out actually because you mentioned Rob Thomas. Oh, before yeah. I do that, so how many shows a year do you think you are actually performing at this point? So, so now, um, before we met, see, last year, I it was two fifty ish in that okay. range, and now my goal is to get it two hundred to twenty five, but yep. but focus more on quality than quantity. Yeah. You know, and now I'm set up to do that with my relationship with you and uh, what you're able to to help me with. And and <clears throat> yeah. And so that that's kind of the goal. And, and then, you know, it's interesting because the more I do online, um, there was some of that lower hanging fruit idea of, mm-hmm. of my voice and, and what I've done and, you know, the, the singing program that I've developed. And and um, yeah, I it may end up hopefully being even less than that focusing more on on quality uh yep if some, some of this online stuff can start spinning the way that i want it to uh with subscription website and, and different things like that but yeah it's it's been uh between 200 250 for sure on average right and and just to clarify for the listeners so they understand um i part of my role in this is being, you know, being the owner of Onstage Entertainment Group and you working as an exclusive artist with us. But when mm-hmm. you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, cutting down on the number, because most people would say, well, okay, now that you have an agency, you're, you know, you should be able to get more work. But the, our goal, you know, mutually between you and I is that we want them to be more quality gigs, higher paying gigs, so that mm-hmm. you can spend less time out there playing just average gigs and being away from your family. And then you can devote more time to your singing program, which is the part I'm going to get to next. Um, Cause you keep mine. You're like a mind reader. You keep going to my next, my, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but yeah. no, it's all good. It's perfect. Nice. So um, nice, nice. before we get to the singing program, cause that's what's coming next is I don't want to keep you too long yep. is, um, Besides Rob Thomas, have there been any other, let, let's say, quote, famous, you know, uh, openings that you've done? Man, I opened for a lady and uh, she's got a unique name. I forget her name now, but this was a, a year and a half, two, well, two years ago, probably opened for her at uh, Tempe Center for Performing Arts. Okay. And she is a um, she's a smooth jazz singer. You know, so okay. she's in that smooth jazz circuit. Yeah. Um, but she background singer for Stevie Wonder, Bill Withers, like Lou Rawls, like all of these big epic Motown guys. You know, she toured with them for years and years. And um, yeah, I got to know her people, got to open. And that that was a really that was that was an eye opener for me a couple of years right. ago because that her demographic was a perfect fit for the, the more soulful pop stuff mm-hmm. that I've been been writing and and um yeah but I mean besides that you know um not really you know it's been more no it's cool I just I just more, you know been more stay stay at home you know yeah. fo- focus on the daily grind and and uh you know but it's been fun to build a fan base um through these consistent residency gigs and and things that are happening uh in town um and the the joy and satisfaction of building a, a fan base organically and not yep. trying to, again, trying to think how can I get the biggest opening opportunity or, you know, the, the, you know, an immediate million followers and, you know, it's, but it's been like, all right, what's the next step? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, a, a couple of opportunities, but, um, but not, not a whole lot of big massive openings, but, uh, yeah, that's kind yeah, of how it's been. But the one thing that you have done a fair amount of that, you know, I, in in my intro notes, I'll I'll mention this, but you've done the national anthem for Major League Baseball games, right? Um, yeah, yeah, MLB and, and NBA. Yeah, um, and then uh, for the the big uh, Barrett Jackson car auction, right? Every year for their opening yeah. au- auction, you know, I I do that and and um, yeah, and, um, that's, that's been cool, man. That's, that's been really a great, a great experience. And that, 
it's interesting because a lot of a lot of these bigger opportunities, um, they don't come very often. But if you collect them all together and you let them be like data, it's like information, like confirmation yep. that you know what, I have something that's at a level where I can sing in front of thirty five thousand people at the D backs game. Yep. And and they've entrusted me to do that. Um, that says something. And it's and and again, I think every artist needs to take time to collect that data, you know, and it may collect earlier for some or for me, you know, in my thirties and forties, you know, I've been collecting some really important data and uh, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm too old to do this thing. I, I don't care what the, the gatekeepers or whoever in the music industry say about your artist career. Um, what I've learned, I wouldn't trade, you know, and it's been at the yeah. right time for me, you know, so yeah. it's, it's been a cool process. Yeah. And it's cool. It's, you know, it sounds like you're, you're living with no regrets, which is kind of cool. Uh, you don't you don't worry about that. You didn't accomplish certain things at certain times in your life. You're just, you're, they're letting it happen the way it happens and it, and it feels good. And, you know, I have to tell you, man, I got the feedback from that, that one of the corporate clients that you recently did the, the national anthem at, and he was like, you know, and I, and I believe it, it was a very male, um, the audience was mostly men mm -hmm. and, and the, my contact who I worked with on, on the event to get ready for it. He's like, man, you literally brought everybody to their knees. You know, that's what he said. And he wrote, <laughs> he wrote to me, he's like, he, he just crushed it. And, uh, oh, man. So it was, it was cool to hear. It, it was a team effort, man. That when you know, those, those guys that did the color guard, you know, yeah, they, they came in, dude. I mean, it, it like, talk about bringing a respect to the room, you know, these yeah. guys handled the flag and, and uh, brought it in. And that's what set the stage, you know, boom, they come up, walk up right there and set it all in place. And then all I got to do is open my mouth and, and uh, I've done the anthem enough, you know, thankfully I, there's some confidence there, but uh, yeah, it's, it's always a, a really great experience, man. So thank you for, for telling me that. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it just, you know, like whatever I that just when he told me, I was like, wow, I, I wish I was there for that, but that means a lot. I was, I was out of town, but, um, before we get off of the national anthem thing and move to the, the singing program, when you sing it, um, what are the different configurations of how you sing it? Are you, uh, always doing acapella? Are you sometimes playing your guitar and singing it? Are you sometimes singing it with tracks? It's always been acapella. Really? Always. Wow. Al always been acapella. And I try to stay pretty, pretty true to it. Um, and the reason I do, um, is, is because, uh, I can get lost in a song pretty easy if I get way too emotional or passionate or, or try to get too fancy with it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those that, that, you know, number one, I want to remember the lyrics. Uh, that's pretty yeah. important. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't want to get famous on YouTube yeah. that way. Yeah. There's but, enough uh, bloopers out there, man. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be one of the statistics right. for sure. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, uh, I, when I got done with the D backs, one of the coaches came out of the D backs dugout and shook my hand on the way off and said, man, thank you. That was fantastic. Thanks for staying true to, to the original melody. We appreciate it. Cause I, I mean, you can only imagine, man, those guys, I mean, they don't sign up for hearing thousands of anthems, but they get it, you know, <laughs> they, oh, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get yeah. all those anthems over and over again. And I'm sure they've heard a little bit of everything. So yeah. but again, again, data, you know what I'm saying? Like I took that as like, okay, you know, that's important yep. to a lot of people that they can sing along with you when you do that. So I keep it pretty simple. I add some dynamics and a couple little parts where, you know, you know, when it starts to build, people are okay, like mm, put a little oomph in there and, and they like it, you know, but I try to stay true to it and, and do it acapella. But cool. I do have, well, I do have one, one funny anthem story, dude. That I, do this it. Is, <laughs> so do I got it. asked, I got asked to sing the anthem for the rugged maniac race. It's kind of like the Spartan race. It's, it's, it's its okay. own deal. It's a, it's a yeah. different brand, but they do like 20 different uh, obstacles and people have to jump over fire and then they they all drink beer together at the end of this race and they call it the rugged maniac you know and so everybody gets rugged and, and does these races well anyway they asked me to do the anthem and they gave me two free uh, tickets to run the race so I, I hit my brother-in-law up you know he likes athletics like I do yo man let's do this crazy race and I'm gonna sing yep. the anthem and so I had him record me and I was getting ready to race and uh, and I was going to go without my shirt on, you know, and I just told, asked the guys, Hey man, can I, 
can I sing this without my shirt on? I mean, like it's rugged maniac. He's like, dude, go for it. <laughs> it's like literally the only time I would ever get a chance to sing the national anthem without my With shirt no on. Shirt. <laughs> it's just totally stupid, but I'm like, and, and you know, bro, I was like I, doing like 20, 25 pushups in the back before I went up. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, so the I was, veins would be popping out I, of you. I was literally out of breath. Oh, sick. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like doing pushups oh. and, but it was so ridiculous. I told my brother-in-law, dude, you've got to get a video of this man because I will never get another chance to sing the National Anthem shirtless again in my life. <laughs> so you, do you have that video? I think so. Yeah, I've got, I have oh, to go man. back on my phone. But we'll have anyway. to, uh, yeah, All right, I'll need uh, to see that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> well, here we're going to move on because this is really important. I, this is, I think, out of all the, obviously, we've talked about a lot of great things, but um my my hope is that this singing program that you've put together um, will bring a lot of value to people that are like. I, so here's a prime example. Not not that I, you know I, I I would take your program, but I I don't I think it is too late for me. So I I, I'm, <laughs> but I mean I literally I the way I got into college was uh, I was a classical vocal major because it was wow, the only man. way I could get in because I sang in chorus all my life from elementary school. I yeah. sang solos with the choir. I did all. And when it came time to go to music school, I, I was not prepared by my band, um, my band director. Right. Uh, and all I wanted to do was play drums and he always forced wow. me to play sax and all these, you like in the band, but he there, always had too many drummers. So I could never, right. And that's all I ever wanted to go and do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to get into college, you need to audition on exactly. marimba and timpani and snare drum and drum set. And you weren't ready. To- yeah. Not ready. So I went and sang and I got in. No way, <laughs> man. Dude, you've been holding yeah. back on me. I had no idea. Oh, no. no, yeah, no, no. So I, I think I did <laughs> either one and a half or two and a half years of classical vocal training as a baritone. Wow. Right, sang dude. in all of these musicals and you know, I don't know how much dancing I did. I probably did a little bit too, but I'm not gonna fess <laughs> up to it. So anyhow, uh, I got long you. story short, is I think this I think this program is I would love to be able to sing like you. I'd love to be able to sing pop music. I, you know, like I listen to pop music and and I just to to make it sound and have all of the cool things that it needs to have and sound natural. Um, that's never going to happen for me because I just, I got too much going on and I, we'll leave it there. But right, right, right. A, I think this, this program could be really helpful um, because obviously you know that I get to listen and watch to a lot of entertainers through, yep. sure. through my business at Onstage. And if they just took a, some time and effort to put towards these things, um, yep you know, I think it could help them go to the next level. It could just, without them even realizing it, it could just bring them way up uh, because a lot of times that's what you you mainly listen to. Nobody's going to critique somebody's strumming of a pop tune while they're singing it, but they're going to really listen to the voice, right? Exactly. exactly. So like you said, your voice is what's carried you through everything. So, yeah. So let's, let's talk about this. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes the link of where to get to the program oh, thank you, uh, yeah, and all that other stuff. And at the end, we'll talk about that. But for now, what I wanted to do was uh, my first question was, what is the starting age for somebody to, uh, to do your program? I would say um, I like, I like 10 and up being a good, yeah. a good starting age. Um, you know, I, and I, again, having kids and, and noticing kind of the way they learn, uh, that, that you, you don't really get much strong interest until somebody's is, is 10 or older, you know, for me, I, yep. you know, I was interested at seven and I sang it cause my, you know, I think my dad said, you can do this, you know, here you go, buddy. You know, I'm going to help you learn the song. And, and I got up there, but again, when I auditioned, when I was 11, um, uh, for that, that community play, you know, I wanted to do it and I enjoyed it and it ended up being a great experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think until, you know, you're over 10, do you really get a hunger for something? Uh, and now there's, there's those unique cases, you know, of course we've right. seen them all, you know, America's got talent and you see these little kids, you know, but, but the passion 
Um, it's got to be, they got to be motivated to some extent um, to put in the time um, to, to work on this. And it's a little bit of an in, invisible instrument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's set inside of our bodies, um, but we use it every day. And so it it's, can be taken for granted uh, how much of an instrument it is and how much you need to develop it. But I would say 10 and up for sure. Cool. So do you want to give us um, uh, an overview of the program, you know, at a high yeah. level? And then, like I said, I'll put in the show notes, uh, the link to it. Because um, yeah. I know when you go to the website, like you literally lay it out. I, I, you know, I looked at the whole program and it's cool. You're, you're literally telling everyone ahead of time what they're going to learn and, and exactly. everything that's involved. But since, you know, this, this potentially could only be um, on the podcast and maybe not go on to the YouTube channel where I can, you know, have a visual on there. Sure. Um, can you explain the program itself and how people, you know, how they get involved with doing it with you? Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I, I, I shot 63 videos for this thing. So it was a lot of, a lot of videos. Um, and then I, I broke it into 12 modules. Um, and so you could really put it into like a 12 week program and take each module one week at a time. Um, okay. you know, or somebody could go straight to something that they're struggling with, you know? Uh, but I mean, the big topics for me, uh, are, you know, breathing and breath control. Uh, that's a big part of it. Uh, placement, uh, where to place the sound in your body so that you can best sing whatever style you want to sing or sing without strain or maintain your voice for three, four hours at a time uh, and not lose your voice. Like these are all placement. So that mm -hmm. when I, when I hit module four, um, I, I get into the really the meat of the program, like four through eight is the meat of the program. And that all has to do with placement and learning how to sing in your mixed voice, which is mixing the, the chest voice and head voice together. Um, you know, I, I could sing down here in my chest voice. I could sing up here in my head voice. Yeah. I could put them both together. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when I put them together, yeah. that's the money. That's the power. And that's um, a lot of people, they're afraid of high notes because they, uh, they think they just got to float them or they just don't sing them at all. Or, you know, if they're going to sing it, oh, they're going to end up straining. Well, you're carrying your chest voice too high if you're, if you're straining and you're yelling. You got to mix those two together, what I call the mixed voice. Um, so, man you know, placement and learning how to master your mixed voice um, and then vocal health and stage presence, you know, so that pretty much covers everything when you go from, from breathing to placement to, to mix to, uh, to vocal health and, and a stage presence. Um, it's all in there. Everything I've learned in the last 20 years, um, you know, there, there's probably a lot of exercises I can expand on, which that, you know, maybe, you know, the, the, the 2.0 version, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that comes out, you yeah. know, but, uh, but I really tried to get everything in there, uh, that helps me be a singer. Cause I'm, I'm a feet on the street singer. You know, I'm not yeah. just talking about information. I'm actually using these principles. Um, so the way I've got it set up is people can, you know, they can get it. It's 149 for the entire program. Uh, and again, 63 videos, it's a 12 week, 12 module program. But what I was telling you, what I'm working on now, um, that my wife and I were just talking about is creating a subscription model because what I'm noticing is that, uh, even people that are motivated to buy my program, very few go all the way to the end. Very few of them finish. I've got a buddy of mine in Nashville, a very successful investor. He's actually a drummer. His name is Paul, but he also loves to sing. And so he purchased my program outright. And he was honest with me the other day. He said, Mike, I haven't got past the first or second module. And, and he said, I need the accountability. And, and so we were talking about maybe doing like a subscription type thing. Hey, you know, pay this small amount a month. Um, and you have access to all, you know, these modules, every one of there's 50 uh, vocal warmups and exercises in this thing. Um, you have access to all of that. And then you, you can meet one-on-one -on -one with me, it, either be zoom or whatever, um, on a regular basis with a little bit of an upgrade, um, and then I can tell you how to apply that, you know, and he, and, and he was telling me from his experience with drum teachers that he uses online, like those have been the most effective. And so, man, that just, you know, turned a light on with me, like, you know, would give people opportunity that maybe don't want to pay the big chunk or whatever, or, 
or it would seem too big or too overwhelming. Like, no, here, let me, let me walk you through it. And here's all the information for a real low, low price. And then let's touch base and let me help you as a mentor. So that's kind of the the next stage for me is kind of developing different uh, pricing points and ways that can best serve people. Cause I, you know, I, you know me, man, I'd sing for free. You know, yeah. valuing myself and putting a price on my singing has been one of the hardest things I've yeah. had to learn. <clears throat> but I'm realizing, man, I have a gift that's helped me feed my family. And there are a lot of people that ask me, I, right now I'm doing a lot of online, you know, Facebook lives and, and everybody says, man, how can I sing like you? You know, I want to, you know, I always get those questions. As a matter of yeah. fact, when I stepped off the stage <clears throat> at Rob Thomas, one of the stage hands said, man, I want to sing like you. And I said, well, I do happen to have a program. Three days later, he purchased the program. Um, and I was able to kind of pitch it to him. And, and uh, I don't know how far he's got in the program, but like I'm a walking billboard. I sing all the time, you know, like yeah. pe- people want, want access. But for me, I'm concerned about people having the best access possible and it being easy. Man, I want, I want it to be easy for them to learn from me. Um, and there's obviously going to be a lot of free content uh, as well, you know, that I'm, I'm trying to put out more and more, but yeah, that's kind of the overview of the program and that's what it looks like. And, and, uh, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, fully, that's but, it. Uh, that's, yeah. And, and it's cool. I think it's a good idea. Um, I've been involved in some, you know, just business type programs where the whole thing of doing subscription based, uh, and walks you through the process and you kind of check off that you've done week one and mm. it, and it makes you then say, okay, now you're on the week two and you walk them through. And then the other cool thing that you might think of that you and I've never talked about. So we're going to do it live right here, nice, right now nice. is you might want to do like a private Facebook group of the people that have bought your program. Yeah. And so they can, it's a, it's a place for encouragement and say, Hey, you know, I'm working on week two and I'm working on the breathing part and or whatever it is. And, and I've just, for some reason, this always happens when I try to hit this note or whatever. And it creates this, this community. Um, And then as long as you're active in that, that group and you're kind of, you know, encouraging people that, that, it's an extra amount of Michael land cares. It's just like, he didn't sell his program and he doesn't, you know, he's not involved any longer. It's exactly. like, you're literally in there. I love know? that, man. I yeah. love that. Cause so, I've, never, I've never felt good about, let me just get their money and move on. You know, that's, that's not what well, you're not program. that kind of guy. Anyhow. It, it, so you it's should not, never, it, it's right. not in your blood. So well, you I shouldn't think that's, feel what's, bad. What, that's what's been hard about me and why, why I've hesitated in marketing this thing is because not having a community, aspect set up that yeah. allows me to, you know, cause I, I think right up there with singing is, is my relational side, you know, and, and enjoying connecting with people um, that goes hand in hand for me, you know, like yeah. I can't just sing to a screen nonstop and there'd be no interaction. Like I Correct. know that's why I couldn't just be an online singer. Like <laughs> I need to see people, man, even yeah. if you're sitting and eating dinner and they're not actively listening, I know that I'm creating an ambiance for these people. And I'm a part yeah. of what's going on and there is a relational aspect. So I, I, yeah, I think that's great, man. I, I love yeah. that idea. So I'm going to write that down as soon as I get off of here, bro. You know, how I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So real quick, cause I've, this is, we're, we're close. This, I actually wanted to go an hour and this is cool. Cause we're awesome. like right on, on the money. Um, even though you might've wanted to like cut out a, a 30 minutes ago. I'm good, man. <laughs> hey man, you don't, you don't have to twist my arm to talk about singing and, and all, right, all this cool. stuff that I love, bro. You know that. <laughs> so, uh, what is your ultimate goal moving forward with your career? I, I think, I think it's, it's having an authentic brand that people can access and be better because of it. Um, and feeling the satisfaction of knowing that I've, I've made every effort possible to leverage my gift mm-hmm. to the world. You know, like that's really that, that, that's the goal. Um, I'm going to keep writing music, you know, I'm going to keep promoting my music. I'm going to keep singing, keep sharing my love for music. But I think it really is, um, having, uh, you know, staying authentic and having a brand that's accessible to the world. If the world wants it, at least it's, it's accessible 
and where everybody can access it. And it's great being, uh, you know, a, a, a local artist with a local fan base. And that's been healthy for me. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, how can I take this and then give this to the world if the world wants it? And we, man, we live in a day and age where that's totally possible. Yep. Um, it's just hard for me um, to approach new things. It really is. Like when I feel something new comes, I get, I freak out, man. And the emotions <laughs> get involved. And that's why, you know, having the balance of a good wife or a good brother like Joe, like you, you know, where, where you can just say, no, you just got, it's just business. Just do this or just price yeah. it at this or just here's what you say or here's how you lay it out. And, um, and you just need a system, you know, put a system, you know, like these types of things that, um, that, you know, aren't my strength, but that's where I, that's the speed bump where I, that I'm hitting right now of like, all right, and now it's time to, to get it into place because that is the ultimate goal is to make my gift accessible to the world and make sure that it stays authentic. That's it, bro. Well, like it or not, brother, it's out there now because when this gets published, <laughs> the, the world's going to know about Come it. Come on, so. man. Yeah, you're going to get busy. Um, before I let you go, uh, is there anything else that I forgot to mention that you, uh, any subjects that we didn't touch upon? Man, I, I think, uh, I think that's it, man. I think, I think you just, you just helped me with the, the CAR thing, you know, the consistency, the attitude and relationships that, that right there, man, I, I think kind of sums it up for me, um, you know, and, and I mean, you could put integrity in there as well, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's all, all part of it, you know, and yep. if I were something different, uh, outside these doors that I was with this, this crew behind me on this picture with my family, you know what I'm saying? Like we noticed that, you know, and that stuff yep. is elevated in our society when, when you see somebody that's, you know, that lacks integrity and that's why, you know, I am a man of faith and, and these things are important for me, man, you know, yep. to, to stay true to who I am. Um, but that I can't think of anything else, man. It was so thorough and, and, uh, just honored, Matt, to be, cool. be the first, be a part of the show, the Joe Costello well, show. That's got a ring to it, man. Hey, Come on. let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last you, thing buddy. is, uh, where, where can people, uh, find you on the internet? Like give your, all your handles where, wherever they, uh, yep, they can yep. find you. So the three main ones, you know, the website, michaellandmusic.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-A-N-D, music.com. And then on Facebook, my Facebook fan page is facebook.com forward slash michaellandmusic. And then on Instagram, it's at realmichaelland. Um, and that's, uh, that, th those are the main three that I use. And, uh, you know, the website has the singing program on there. You just click on the singing program tab or click down. You'll see a video on that. And, um, and I'm, I'm always accessible for, for questions. People always hit me up personal messages on Facebook or Instagram. And I, I love that, you know, I love being yep. able to talk to people and, and connect. And, and that's, that's, that's just going to get better. The more and more, you know, whether it be a, uh, like you're talking about a, a private Facebook group or something that just, uh, makes it all more accessible that's mm -hmm. that's the goal but uh, those are the three main main spots well awesome brother well listen this is really special for me i've been wanting to do this with you for god we talked about it for so long and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh and this is this is exciting to have you on here and to you know let everyone understand who you are, what you're about uh right on. you know let them listen to your music and then hopefully people that need help with their, their voice and singing, um, sign up for the, the singing program. And, uh, hopefully more and more people that live in the Arizona area will come out and see you play at the resorts and different venues and things like that. So, right. um, I'm really glad we could do this and, uh, I appreciate your time, man. Hey man, my, my privilege, Joe. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm honored and I love to see the action, man. The fact that you're getting this done, uh, you know, action is contagious, man. It's good. <laughs> it's good. You got me fired up, man. You really do. Oh, good. Thank you. All right, brother. All right. Thank you so much. You bet, man. My privilege. Thank you. Well, that wraps up today's episode, but thank you so, so much for listening to the Joe Costello show. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the channel and tell all your friends. Yeah.